Amen. Well, first and foremost, I want to thank you guys for having me today. And uh, I want to specifically thank Brian for uh, uh, asking me to be a part of what God is doing here uh, in this ministry. You know, it was years and years ago that uh, I was a part of what this ministry was doing at Kansas City Baptist Temple. And I remember mornings getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning and going in because the ministry was going on. And we were publishing Bibles and cutting Bibles and we were working and... You know, that effort to see that it God has allowed it to continue here at Heartland uh, is a blessing. And I pray that, you know, the same impact that it had on my life, that it'll have that same impact on your life. Because it, it can be life-changing. Amen? Amen? So before we get started, I, wanna, I need to pray. Uh, because otherwise I might try to do this in the flesh. And uh, I don't want to do that. Amen? So let's look to the Lord. Father, Lord, I thank you for uh, the privilege to, to to ever stand in the gap, Lord, and ever be used of you uh, to proclaim your word. And I pray that it's your word and words, Lord, that uh, are, are spoken here today. And Lord, you've given us your written word. And we are part of the body of Christ, he being the word of God, Lord, and we are body number two. And I pray that you would use us in the way that you've used him in our lives. So, Lord, use me now, and I I love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So when I first received the invitation to uh, speak today, I want you to know that I received that invitation with joy. And uh, the communication that I received said that I was to speak on any topic that I wanted to speak on as it related to publishing the Word of God. So uh, I thought long and hard about that. And I want you to know that every believer who can become a disciple has been given the charge to publish God's word in a world that is void of truth. So when we say the word publish, I I had to think about that, right? Because the word publish means that we are to discover or make known to mankind or to people in general what before was private or unknown. And that's what the true meaning of publish means, not just that we publish books. So in this land of sin period that we live in, we finally reach a generation of people who are void of biblical understanding and truth as it relates to the truth of the word of God that that the people in this room hold so near and precious to their hearts. The fact of the matter is that we hold in our hands the word and words of God. And that should mean something to us. You and I who are believers have a God-given responsibility to tell people, any people, all people, without reserve of the glad tidings of salvation. Our God-given responsibility is to do this, is to reveal truth, to proclaim truth, to publish truth, Praying that those who hear it will receive it, not as the word and words of men, but as it is of a truth, the word and words of God. 
So today, I'm going to talk to you real briefly. And I'm not a short guy in terms of time, but I'm going to be short with my time today. I'm going to come out of Acts chapter 1. And and I like to break down verses individually, so we're going to look pretty much at a couple of verses and we'll be done. So as the risen Savior is about to ascend to the Father, after being seen 40 days after his passion, he proclaimed to them, the scripture says, the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Christ gave this commandment to the disciples, to the apostles, whom he had chosen, who were consumed with receiving the kingdom of heaven. I'm teaching, and I don't have to break all of that down. I pray that Brian's done a great job at explaining the difference between the two. Because the kingdom of heaven was in particular offered to Israel. They asked him this in verse 6. They said, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father had put in his own power, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. And that commission was given to them to be fulfilled by us. We are the ones that it was intended would fulfill this commission given to the apostles. And that commission was to reach the world for the Lord Jesus Christ by going into the world and publishing or making known to men what was unknown to them before, the truth of God's word. The power to do this could only have come though through the indwelling Holy Spirit of God who is the power of God unto salvation that when given to us gives us the power to then publish God's word to a world that is lost and dying and void of any truth so that they find themselves only going to protest and to do things outside of what God would have them to do because, hear me, often in the church, we've not given them the hope that they need to believe that we have the answers. We have first, though, to publish, he said, in Jerusalem. That would be the immediate area that we live in. That God has allowed us to live within, to set up our local assembly or the local church. To reach those who are most reachable to us. We would call that low-hanging fruit. That would include those who are in our families, in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods, in our school systems, in our local homeless shelters, in our jail systems, the vulnerable, the addicted, those who are right here in our most reachable area, regardless to if they look like us, vote like us, have the same interests as us. We are to look beyond their condition and look at their soul. Amen. We then are to publish it in Judea. When Paul said to the apostles, Judea, they immediately knew what he was asking of them. 
Judea was to them the region of Palestine. It represented the larger metropolis, metropolis of Jerusalem, similar to what we would call the greater Kansas City area region. In other words, after reaching our immediate area of influence, we are to publish the word not just in the suburbs, but in the cities. We're to publish it to people who are in our immediate area. You're to go from this rural area and into cities and suburbs. Doing so means that we might have to, to then engage people who may not live like us, think like us, believe like us. It is why they were not to do this until after the Holy Ghost was come upon them. In other words, he was saying to them, this is not something that you can do in the flesh. Christ's ministry did not go very far outside of Jerusalem, but his death, burial, and resurrection was intended to impact and affect the entire world. For that reason... It means that the good news was to be published on a much broader scale than Jerusalem, which then brings us to what Paul said next. He said, then you are to publish it in Samaria. The Samaritans were a group of people that were established during the days after King Solomon's reign. The actions of Solomon's son Rehoboam caused Israel to split into the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah, each with its own king. In 721 BC, the northern kingdom of Israel fell to the Assyrians. Many of the people of Israel were led off to Assyria as captives, but some remained in the land and intermarried with foreign with foreigners planted there by the Assyrians. These half-Jew, half-Gentile people became known as the Samaritans and were hated by the Jews. So what is Paul saying to us in 2022 as it relates to Acts 1-8, If we have been called to reach the world for the Lord Jesus Christ, then we are going to have to reach people, even those that we would normally hate. Not doing so will then lead to generations of people, groups who are void of hearing the truth because of hatred. God has called us to be peacemakers, not fall prey to the divisions that would divide the body of Christ in a lost world. Oh, we may have been called to be not unequal together with an unbeliever, but never lose sight of the fact that Christ was a friend to sinners. We cannot reach people for Christ if we only isolate ourselves from them instead of insulating ourselves through Christ as we reach the world for Christ. That has led to countless people who were never reached for Christ, dying and going to hell because no one reached them. We live in a day that the church, not the lost world, is as divided racially, politically, generationally as the lost world. 
The church has fallen prey to divisions of pro-life versus pro-choice. We have fallen to the prey of critical race theory. We have fallen to the divisiveness and squared off as the left versus the right. We are divided ourselves among the enemies of the LGBT community or lost people who happen to be lost people. And we busy looking at them as this group of people and we shun them instead of reaching them. We have been divided. And this division is growing wider every day. I believe because we forgot that we were the body of Christ. We are the people that were commissioned by Jesus Christ himself to publish the word of God to a lost world. If the word of God is to be published, then it is us who are to be publishing it. To do that means that we're going to have to cross cultural lines, racial lines, political lines to reach the left who may be lost or the right who may be lost so that it doesn't matter where to keep our eyes focused on the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not to look to the left or to the right. We're to keep our eyes on him so that we represent him to people who don't know him and they may not believe like us. But instead of us criticizing them, we should be reaching them. God has allowed me to do that so that we have a multi-ethnic, multicultural ministry that is reaching all groups of people. Because if we ever get to the place that we forget why we are here, we have lost our way. But he then says this. We finally are to publish it. To the uttermost parts of the earth. Yes, God clearly wants us to publish the word of truth to the uttermost parts of the earth. This work is not to be done by missionaries only, but by anyone who is a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. But publishing goes beyond printing and assembling Bibles. What good is it to publish Bibles? If we're not going to proclaim the truth that is found in what was published. For the past six years, excluding the COVID years, as Brian has explained to you, I've had the privilege and opportunity to travel to Malawi and I'm, I'm asked to speak literally all over the world. To reach those, specifically the people of Malawi, training pastors on how to study the Bible. And any of you know me know that one of my closest and dearest and nearest friends who I brought the last time that he preached here before he died, Mark Trotter, was like my father in the Lord. And I'm the one who brought him here so he could speak that day. And that was the last time I was able to see him. We had just come from Africa and and I was just there a few months ago. But I want to tell you this. It was because of Acts 8. That I believe that we should be doing and, and reaching not just in Malawi, but to everywhere that God would open a door of utterance. But I explained to the last group that I went to Malawi with, as I watched them develop the heart for the Malawian people, and it's difficult to go there and not develop a heart.
for the Malawian people. It's called the Warm Heart of Africa for a reason. And that ministry, Byron and I talked about this, was established to reach children initially. So there's the Passion Center for Children, and then there's the Passion Center for Pastors. And I went with Mark, and we traveled all throughout Malawi reaching pastors, but the overall objective was to use the pastors to reach children. So it's hard to not go there and develop this heart for the people of Malawi. But when I went with this large group and I watched them, I told them this while we were in country, because there were, as we were about to leave, there were tears. People were crying. And then they were developing methods of how they could come back and impact this country, and what they could do, and how could they reach them, and how they needed to have drives and put together money and give their own money. And I told them this. I said, it's important that you reach these people for Christ. Because we're called to. And you're to do it. But don't develop a heart for the warm heart of Africa. Or for the African. And then never develop a heart for the African American. We cannot reach the uttermost parts of the earth. While Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria go to hell. It's why publishing the word of God goes beyond printing Bibles. It is making known to mankind what before was private or unknown. Publishing is the work of an almighty hand to display the power of God. And it's to be published to every land, to every people group, even to our enemies, to those who may not look like us, to those who may not think like us, to those who may not be like us. And if we fail to do so, then we leave ourselves to be counted among those who are spoken of during the Laodicean church, those who are lukewarm Christians, who threaten to Christ threatens to spew them out of his mouth because rather than realizing that they were wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked, they focus on the fact that they were rich, increased with goods, and had need of nothing, especially Christ. So that he found himself standing at the door of the individual, knocking, saying, if you let me in, I will come in and I will sup with you. So I don't know that there's ever going to be corporate revival in America or even in the world as opposed to the individual person. And God is looking for an individual, a man, a woman who says, I am willing to step outside of what of what the cultural norm is to make sure that this book is spoken to those who do not know it, who do not have access to it or are not hearing the truth in it. So, and I am willing to be that person like Isaiah was. And I say this, send me. That is why I'm a pastor. At a World Outreach celebration some years ago, Brian was still a young pup then. And if you remember, Frank Pardue and Mark Trotter came to our church and preached at a World Outreach celebration. Some of you guys remember it, and he preached out of Isaiah. And it is for that reason that I am a pastor today because I never aspired to be this. But I learned some things. 
that what I don't want to be a part of was what God intended. I don't want to be of a divisive body because I, and I, I don't normally say this, right? Because I, I, I've, over the last year, I've developed leukemia, right? So it attacks the body, right? And there's nothing worse than, Randy, you help me here, right? You want to have a fully functioning body, right? Amen? But when you don't have a body that's working in cohort with itself, and you have a fractured body, and the body of Christ goes beyond an end of one person, or one church, or one group, the body of Christ, we are the physical arms and legs of Christ who he's using right now to fully function, to do the work of the Lord. And if any member of this body is not fully functioning, we may compensate for the members of that body, but it's not what God intended. He intended for the body to be a fully functioning body, and every member of that body needs to be functioning so that we do the work of the Lord and we perform the work of the Lord knowing that one day we're going to stand before him in glory and we're going to have to give an account at the judgment seat of Christ for how we did what he told us to do. And if we don't do that then we fail. And he never intended for us to fail. That's why he gave someone to live in us. Because he wasn't dependent upon us. He was dependent upon the Spirit of God living in us, working through us to accomplish the work of God. Because he knew we couldn't do it. We'd be all screwed up if it was left up to us. We'd screw this thing up so bad. But that's not what he did. He said, I am going to come and reside in you. And here's the thing. I, every, anything that you accomplish is going to be through me. And if you get it done, don't you take glory. You give me the glory. Because the day is coming that he's going to receive the glory that is due his name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for allowing me to speak today.